following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. On this episode of Common Debauchery, the Nightmare and Rotten Jack are talking about characters from TV shows and movies that, in their opinion, either deserved a lot better or didn't quite get what they deserved. All that and more coming up on Common Debauchery. The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. What's going on, everybody? I'm the Nightmare. And I'm Rotten Jack. And this This is Common Common Debauchery. Common Debauchery may contain mature subject matter and is intended for adult audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of Common Debauchery. I am the Nightmare, joined via the Zoom machine by Rotten Jack. Possibly the evilest Zoom room ever whenever we do this because, you know, the Nightmare and the Rotten One. What's up, buddy? Hi, how are you? <coughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. How are you? Got a frog in yeah. your throat? I don't know what happened. Yeah, sure. Well, so uh, we're here. We're doing it. We are back. It is episode 83. Holy shit. Yeah, I know. We're moving right along. Remember when we were on like episode 20? Remember when we celebrated like episode 50? We're like, holy shit. Awesome. Right? We did 50 episodes. Yeah. Then we did 75 and we cooked in my kitchen and we actually get like, I was told I, I have, I've had a few people be like, you need to do more of those. Those were awesome. <laughs> I would love to. The problem is, is like nobody tunes in to watch it while we're doing it. Right. But that's also a thing. Like if we did it more or like it was episodic or whatever. Sure. Yeah. That's a lot of, that's a lot of work. It it really a lot of money. It's not, it's not as easy to, I mean, we probably could do more live stuff oh, um, yeah. for sure, but yeah, but I do enjoy doing the live thing though. Like, that is, too. that is kind of fun. I do too. Maybe, maybe that'll be something that, uh, you know, we can, we can look at, we, we can work on it. We can talk, uh, talk about that. Yeah. So what do you got? I came up with the UFOs last week on a whim. So. What do you got for us this week? So we are talking about characters from TV shows and movies that deserved better than what they got or did just flat out didn't deserve what they got, be it for better or worse. Right. So this is, you know, there are characters who maybe got something that, you know, they had a, had a tough ending or a bad ending and didn't deserve it. Or, you know, there's some that got like a good ending and didn't deserve it. And I'll tell you, I know you're not a fan of the show, but I thought about this because me and Alley Cat just got done what, rewatching The Office for like the 900th time. And at the very end, if you haven't seen The Office, you're not. Are going you about to, to talk about Angela? No. Oh, actually, no, because um, she didn't deserve what she got. She didn't. But she also like. I mean, she paid for what she did. She paid for how yeah. she was like, she, yeah, but she was kind of, like, she was a shit person from she, what I understand. Oh, she was, but there was also a point where like she had almost all of her pet cats confiscated from her and she was going to be homeless. And she was like relying on the guy that her husband had an affair with to like live with him. And like, she was a, she was a train wreck for a while. She got told by like on a couple different occasions, like by the guy she wanted to be with no and stuff like she, she definitely got hers. Didn't, didn't she lie to Dwight about, um, Dwight being like her baby daddy or something? Yes. 
Yes. And like you knew the whole time that he was, but like she, she even like paid off a doctor to give back a false like result on a paternity test and whatever. But like, I mean, she paid for it. Like she paid for it. She so like her in the end being like, I mean, is, is marrying a, the beet farmer of her dreams. Like, is that really a win? I don't know. But the one I'm talking about is actually Andy Bernard. So I know you don't know the character, but it's the guy he he's in, a, he's in the hangover. He's the guy that gets the face tattoo and marries, I believe the prostitute. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't think of his name right now. Ed Helm. Ed Helm. Yes. So Ed Helm's character he comes on as like this over the top ridiculous salesman from the other branch when Jim moves to a different branch to get away from Pam because he it breaks his heart to see her with Roy and he confessed his love and she said no. And he becomes part of the show when that branch closes and him, Jim, and one other character come back to Scranton and he's a constant on the show from that point on. He ends up like not taking what like and you can kind of see it early on he's got an anger management problem where he punches a hole in the wall uh due to a prank that jim is playing on him and so like this dude he pursues a girl and thinks it would be a good idea and like and you think of it like kind of like this goofy but cute thing where he's actually sending her the 12 days of christmas but he's like this girl comes in with like three gashes down her face and she's like it was supposed to be like for a secret santa and she's like i know what you're trying to do but like whoever is sending me the literal interpretation of the 12 days of christmas can you please stop and he's like i mean it's a really cute thing it's not my fault the first like four of the first six days are birds <laughs> <laughs> but like so like one of one of the turtle doves like attacked her and scratched her face like and she's like maimed a little bit and like they finally start dating and you feel bad for the dude because she breaks up with him because she finds out he was engaged to be married to Angela who cheated on him with Dwight the whole time. But like she, she takes that as like a betrayal and then they do this whole dance around each other. And then like he finally gets her again and treats her like shit. And then he gets her again and he treats her like shit again. And like, then he becomes a manager and then leaves to go down to get Aaron again in Florida. So he's gone for like three weeks and then he comes back and then he decides, Oh, my family lost our money and he abandons his job for three months. And without him there, the company does like record sales increases their profits by like 10% and he gets a bonus check for it. And they're all pissed off at him. And then like he incidentally rats himself out to the big boss and gets himself fired, but then gets himself like, unfired and refired and unfired and refired and then he quits to go pursue a job in reality tv and he fails and at the very end not only does he get a job as like a student affairs coordinator at his alma mater which he doesn't shut the fuck up about the entire goddamn series but then when people go to actually like do the year later q a with the people from the documentary from the show he's the reason that most of the people are there because he like low-key became somewhat famous from one of his like from the tantrum he threw on stage at like so you think you can dance or whatever and it's like this dude is garbage he was a trash person a trash human and then he not only gets what he wants 
but he gets to work for his alma mater. He gets to be around his acapella group that he bragged about the whole time. Like, and cause I, and I said to Allie, I was like, this is kind of a nice little nod for Andy. And like, cause you feel bad for him. And like, but why do you feel bad? He, he kind of sucked. He brought a lot of that crap on himself. Like, I shouldn't feel bad for you that you got fired after abandoning your job for three months. No. Like, Could you imagine if one, if me or you fucking just up and left our job for three months, we I wouldn't mean, have one to come back to my old job. That would have been a felony. Yeah. So that's what kind of stem this. Like there's a dude who got an ending that he really didn't deserve. Like he did not deserve the happy. And you know, he didn't end up with like a relationship to speak of that we know of, but he got like a job that he loved at the school that he loved working with the group that he loved. And he became like low key famous along the way by being a piece of garbage. I guess it's not too far off the real world. No, I mean, just look at the fucking Jersey shore assholes. Mm-hmm. They're all fucking famous for being douchebags and pieces of shit. Yeah. So best episode of that show was when Snooki got punched right in the mouth. Yeah. It's the only episode of that show I've ever seen to date as well. And yeah, I specifically sought it out. I specifically sought it out to watch Snooki get punched in the mouth. Yeah, I I wouldn't even do that. <laughs> so what's your first so, one? So we're really just talking like whether they deserve better or just deserve worse or um my first one is a probably the most recent one out of any of the ones that i have here um this one broke my heart when it happened on this tv show because it was uh one of my favorite probably my absolute favorite tv show of all time supernatural okay um, and it was the very final episode um, when Dean Winchester died. Um, he deserved to go out in a lot more. I would say he should have went out in a, like a blaze of glory. He should have went out in a much more like badass, like righteous fucking way. No, he was in a fight with some vampires and he didn't get like bit by the vampire and die. He didn't get accidentally decapitated by a vampire or clawed by a vampire and die. No, he got shoved in the fight and impaled himself on like um like a post, like a, a, oh, a pipe man. sticking out of of like um they're fighting in a barn. So it was almost like a, almost like a uh I don't know, some kind of pipe sticking out of one of the poles. Right. So like just in the barn. Yeah. He got, he got deserved on that. Even, even though, even if he had to die, like he deserved a better death. We'll say. Oh, absolutely. And it's like, they killed both of those guys multiple times throughout the 15, 16 years of that show. Right. Right. And they always brought him back at like the start of the next season. I feel like for his absolute final death, they should have done something better than that because they did better things before but for that to be his final death he gets shoved in a fight and uh, like impales himself on like a coat rack basically <laughs> like really yeah come on that's like he deserves such a better ending or at least I mean the ending of the show was perfect like that's but he just deserved a more 
he deserved to go out with more of a bang. Yeah, than, a, a more glorious, a, a glorious death, if you will. Now, I will say that the way they did it, it made it much more emotional because he didn't instantly die. He was hanging on for a while and like, right. You got your like real deep digs in and like emotionally between like the brothers, like, you know, Sam telling him, you know, it's okay. You can let go. Like, I'll be fine. Yada, yada. So I get why they did it that way. Right. To give it that emotional hook. But still, like, come on. Dean Winchester deserved to die in a much more fantastic way than that. Now, I never watched supernatural i've heard fantastic things it was just never one that i like got myself into but uh i can tell you if we want to talk about more deserving of better deaths or didn't deserve to die we're going to go to one of my all-time favorite shows and sons of anarchy with man ope that yeah that one was going to be a little bit further down my list um that one i'm not gonna lie made me cry like a little bitch when i watched it yeah that one still makes me cry yeah so uh as you know again and this is another one if you haven't if you haven't seen it like you're probably not going to and we are going to absolutely ruin the shit out of a moment if you haven't and you still meant to but uh listen the show's been over for 10 years like yeah at this point like i'm like not the, saying the, spoiler the warning. show is almost ending that's how long it's been and they're talking well, about putting together the next installment of whatever they plan on doing but um yeah, yeah i mean the the fact that this dude like the show starts off and he's not in the like he's in the club but he's like kind of on the outskirts because he served time because another former now now former brother like screwed up and got him caught and he did his time and everything like trying to fix his family then his wife gets shot they thinking like by the club without him knowing yeah because they think he's a rat yeah because and they because they think it's him and they think he's a rat and then like he starts like dating a porn star and then she dies and like it's literally just the most brutal heartbreaking experience you've ever seen out of a character. No. Did Layla die? I thought so. I'm I don't think she died. I don't think if she did, she didn't die before Opie did because she was at Opie's funeral. Was she? Yeah. Oh no. She was, she was one of the few that survived. Okay. Uh, no, they did. They they split up. Or oh yeah, they yeah they split. I think yeah, yeah because he wanted to get her pregnant. He wanted to have another kid, and she was hiding the fact that she was on birth control, and it caused a big rift. And yeah, yada yada yada. Well, know. and then like they end up getting locked up in jail, and basically to to serve protection, they had a debt to pay, and the only the way only way for the debt to be paid was for someone to die. And you were basically like looking at all main characters, and you're just like. Oh no. But once you realize like what's going to happen and then watching Opie get his skull caved in by a pipe by a skinhead yeah. pipe, no less. Yeah. He just, it, um, he was such a great character. He was my favorite character on that show. Yeah. 
Yeah, like not was, just not just character wise. Like Ryan Hurst is one of my favorite actors. Like, yeah, and when you look through like the list of people who survived the show, like Darby, yeah, like uh, just so irritating. Like Darby survived. Like, Ethan Zobel, like the main bad guy from what season two? Yeah, like he walked away scot free. Yeah. yeah, like and never heard from again. I mean so annoying like i'm good with all of the like all the brothers and everything but like opie really yeah yeah opie opie still hurts opie still hurts they they did juice dirty at the end too but at the end, he kind you know of what though Juice kind of deserved it, so I won't say that they not necessarily did him dirty. Not at first, um, but towards but, the end of the show, he definitely deserved it. Well, he he didn't deserve what he was getting at first, and then like that unfair like treatment turned him into what he was. Like he didn't deserve to be like played as a pawn against the club the way he was. No, so like, but that and that's what turned him into a piece of shit that deserved what he got in the end, but I don't know. I, d- I did. I did find it funny the way they killed him off. Like it's fucking Marilyn Manson without makeup on for yeah. people who don't realize, like I kept looking at that guy. I'm like, why the fuck does this guy look so familiar? And then I finally looked it up. I'm like, Oh my God, it's Marilyn Manson without makeup on. Yeah. And but the was, way they did it. Well, he was Marilyn Manson's little, uh, bunk. Buddy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he was a little, like, his little jailhouse girlfriend. And like, then- I, I know, I know what you're going to do, but like, can I at least finish my pudding first? <laughs> Fucking what? Yeah, just so dumb. Uh, what else you got? Um, Daenerys Targaryen. Yeah. <laughs> and she, how? Okay, how many Game of Thrones characters do you have on your list? Because there could be like twelve. Two definitive, one potential. Okay. If we get there. Okay. Um. Danny kind of fits all categories. She did get what she deserved in the end, but she didn't deserve what she, the way that they wrote her to become what yeah, she I'll, was at the end. I'll definitely give you that. Um, like she was such an amazing character throughout the entire show. And then that final season, she just went like, full mad queen burn the city to the ground at at the flip of a coin you know and now we've we've talked about this on the show like you know the the thing that people don't realize is like the amount of time that passed between episodes because of you know travel and stuff yeah and like early in the show when they were traveling you didn't realize how much time passed necessarily because when one group was traveling other groups had shit going on at the end. There were just two groups. So mm-hmm. like they were, it was either you got three episodes of them walking for two weeks or we're just jump. We're just like time skipping two weeks ahead of time because of the right. 14 to 17 day walk from where they're but, at, where they're going. But even still, like even with like accounting for time and stuff like that, the way they built her up that, you know, I'm not going to be like my family is regarded as being like, I'm not going to be, the mad king i'm not going to be like my father and then like her handmaiden gets executed 
And I'm not saying she was wrong for like attacking the city. Like, yeah, like you're trying to sack the city to take over, but like the ferocity and the viciousness of it, of Drogon burning King's Landing to the ground, basically. Um, like it just it didn't make sense for what they made her out to be the like the entire the entire series. So she didn't deserve that story arc, but because of that story arc, she deserved to die at the end. I think that story arc was I I don't think it was rushed. I feel like it felt rushed again. And we've talked about that. And that's kind of what I was alluding to earlier. I I think that I mean what other ending is there? She takes like she either dies in battle or she takes King's Landing not by insane insanity and use of incredible force and therefore like it's a happy ending and she's the the queen until the next person like tries to kill her for the throne. I don't know. Like I, I thought it was not as poorly done as a lot of people, I think, but um, I agree with you. Like, it, I mean, they, they definitely played up to the, you either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the bad guy. And yeah, I mean, she definitely whoops. Yeah. That was a big whoopsie daisy. Yeah. That was a hard, hard, right. If you will, hard left. Yeah. No around, shit. I don't know, 180. Drop the yeah. transmission out of your entire kingly campaign, which I mean, yeah. you turned most of Westeros on your side until yeah. that. And then people were like, exactly. Oh, you cray. Gotcha. Right. That's the thing. Like, yes, I understand. Like, there was going to be a bloody battle for King's Landing, but like, you had all of Westeros on your side. Like, you didn't have to go full mad queen. So I'm going to stem this into another one who didn't get nearly what she deserved. And that was fucking Lana, uh, Cersei. Cersei. Yeah. Cersei. Like yeah. she deserved the goriest, bloodiest death. Yes. Of them. She all. did. I mean, she got what she deserved in the matter of, she ended up dead at the end, but like she, how, how they did it. The fact that like she died yeah making amends with her brother lover like like none of it was good enough for me like and she I, got hit in the head with a rock yeah and, and like and buried in the rubble kind which, of which which looked absolutely terrible at the beginning of the next episode when Tyrion was fucking walking around down there searching through the rubble and it's like there's just like sporadic like just piles of rubble it's not like the entire ground was covered in rubble right there was specific piles and it's like Oh, oh okay. They're oh, they're in that pile there. Cool. Oh, hey, logic brain. Guess what? If they would have moved ten feet to the fucking left, or like, I don't know, like, and the fact that like you can see their hand means they're not like they're either near the top of the pile right. or near the edge. So like, it's entirely possible at least one of them might still be alive. Right. I mean, people survive cavens. People survive you know avalanches like right she should have got so much more of a bloody gory like, i would have death i would have been okay like i would have even been better of her like as shit was hitting the fan and the city was burning she like found a way out and then like at the end you saw her like trying to coerce like some like i don't know let's call him a viking like some viking king 
to like wed her and stuff and then like try to retake Westeros and getting blood eagled. Like, I don't care. Get her away from the main storyline and then just have her meddling bullshit not work outside of Westeros and get her just just destroyed the way they destroyed so many people. I mean, Mm -hmm. what? Episode one, Ned Stark just gets decapitated and his head gets put on a pike outside the city. Yeah. And his seaward of a daughter got to survive. Yeah. So dumb. Yep. 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 Who else you got? Uh, I mean, if we're going to continue on Game of Thrones here, uh, right, Bran. Last one, because we we could roll yeah. six more characters off that show. Yeah. Uh, Bran, most useless fucking character in the show, did not deserve to become king at the end. No kidding. Absolutely fucking useless. Uh, like I would, I would have rather seen fucking Sansa on the throne at the end over fucking Bran. Yeah, and like, like he, he literally did nothing. He was like he was bait. Yeah, he he did bait. absolutely nothing for eight seasons, and then he's the fucking king. Like yeah, go fuck you, yourself. Like what did you do to become king? You caught the queen getting barebacked by her brother. And then you were like in a coma and then you were being dragged through the woods and then you met the three-eyed raven and then and you, you got Hodor killed. You're yeah. the reason Hodor was Hodor. Yeah. And, and the reason he died. Yeah. So you, you messed the dude up mentally before you even knew him. And then you got him killed in, in the process. And then you were bait for the night king. That your sister took out. Right. Because you're useless. And then they made you king for no other reason than you were like, I knew I would be here and be king. Yeah. So nah, dumb. Fuck you. Like, that was the worst. That was the worst. Yeah. Like, I would have been okay with you surviving the whole thing. And then, like, while you're being dragged to King's Landing, somebody like kicked you down the hill. Shut right. up, shit. <laughs> That's the thing, though, is like, how was he always fine, especially once Hodor died? How the fuck was he finding people to drag his limp ass around? I know. Oh, he was easily the most frustrating character of that show. Yeah, because like, he was fucking useless. Like the, the frustrating storylines, the the non payoffs on certain things. But that kid. Yeah, ugh. I hope yeah. the first thing if they if they do a sequel to the Game of Thrones. I hope the first thing they do is show him getting killed. Oh, a hundred percent. hundred percent. We're not going to, we're not only going to change genres. We're going to change like, so that was a TV show. So we're going to go to movies. Um, and we're going to go from recent to 1991. You know, who deserved way better than what he got. Rufio. Yes. My man Rufio was yes. a straight baller. This dude took the mantle of Peter Pan when Peter Pan pieced out. And Peter Pan, as a character, kind of a piece of shit. Rufio was the guy Peter Pan claimed to be. Should have been, yeah. Claimed that he was. And then he's fighting Captain Hook. Gets a little cocky and gets stabbed because Peter's busy like cutting his silhouette out of a sail or something mm-hmm. or worried more about his kids than Rufio or something. 
like how about you win the battle before you worry about saving the hostages just a thought yeah no poor rufio lanced in the belly and yeah. then his dying words i wish i had a dad like you yeah okay well if you did you'd be dead anyway because that guy that you wish was your father just had you killed yeah so you were you were fucking cannon fodder at the end at that point bud yeah, th- thanks for letting me save my kids. Sorry you died. Yeah. I'm leaving again, by the way. Yeah, Rufio definitely deserved better. Yeah. And, like, as much as, like, I did like the kid that he did give the sword to at the end to, like, be the new leader of the Lost Boys, like, there was nobody there that was, like, badass enough and qualified enough to, like, fill rufio's shoes to no. take over no and realistically if you put rufio and peter pan when peter pan was you know a kid and didn't have grown-ass man strength to go with the fact that he could fly um rufio probably wins that fight oh rufio would have kicked his ass eight ways to sunday sure would have but no peter pan's got a height weight and strength advantage because he's 50 yeah and he's and, and Rufio's 14 at most. Yeah, I know some pretty tough and some pretty. Uh, I mean, even well-trained 14 year olds, I could probably kick every one of their asses. Why? Because I'm 35 and I'm bigger than them. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I actually don't have any movie ones. Uh, mine are all like TV shows. OK, so I'll stay on the movie front then. Yeah. If you got more movie ones, hit me with a couple more movie ones. Um, so we could we could talk about the entire first four phases of the Marvel universe. You could say Loki, but they're kind of redeeming him with the TV show. Yeah, so I'm good with that. Yeah, but the with, without without the TV show. Oh, without the TV show, he deserved Loki deserved way better. But they're they're fixing it and giving him what he rightfully deserves yes at, at least it seems so with the tv show um but at, at bare minimum pietro maximoff oh yeah oh 100 percent. this poor guy like and then t- they like they retcon his his origin story like twice and then they replace him with the quicksilver from the x-men universe in what was that black widow no the other one scarlet witch no they did that they did that in wandavision and it wasn't actually it wasn't actually him though it was like an imposter yeah but it was the one like but they still used the character from the x-men universe right yeah yeah but like at the in the end of the show it's not like they were trying to replace him it was like he was actually like an imposter. Yeah, I understand what he was, but the original still got replaced. It's not like, I mean, it, it could have been an imposter that looked like the the OG, like they did with, you know, White Vision. Could have. Yeah, could it have. wasn't. Poor guy. Yeah, Pietro definitely deserved better. And like, especially seeing like what Wanda became. I mean, <sighs> Yeah, which, but which I get. Honestly, but like, Wanda can do whatever the fuck she wants, man. 
Yes, mommy. All right, that's we're not going to talk about your weird, uh, <laughs> your weird kinks. But uh, whatever, man. Yeah. Uh, the other one from that universe that I thought really deserved better was Natasha, the Black Widow. Yeah. I mean, she. I get the sacrifice. I get, like, I understand. Don't get me wrong. But, like, her character was so good. And to be, like, as good as she was and as talented as she was, to, to be just a normal human and hang with legit fucking superheroes and bioengineered super soldiers, she deserved better than I'm going to sacrifice myself for a stone that my like that in the end is not going to matter <laughs> like yeah yeah it uh yeah that was that was rough and then they really didn't do her any justice with her own solo movie because uh black widow sucked like black widow as a movie or whatever the hell it was called like her solo movie it was a two-hour um backdoor pilot just to get her sister into the MCU universe. The movie itself was fine. Like, but knowing that she no longer had a future in the MCU, like that sucked. It it almost and, and, like her listen, her sister's a fantastic character. She's fucking hilarious. Oh yeah, absolutely. I love her. But like I feel like they should have done that movie before they killed her off in Endgame, Endgame, yeah. The, it, 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 she should have, they should have done that movie before they killed her off in Endgame because, you know, once she's dead in the main timeline, they're like, well, she's coming back. This movie's going to be set uh, earlier between these couple of movies. Okay, great. But we all know what the end outcome is. So, like, it kind of, like, lost its it kind of lost its like weight to me because it was like why are you even putting her in situations where she looks like she might die like we fucking know she's not because she's an end game right and like and i get it you can't just have her be like right oh, she never was in a tough situation i get that but like if you would have put it out like in the timeline where it should be okay yeah i think it would have been a much better more well-received movie if it was in the proper place in the timeline not like oh for sure after they already killed her off if you can look at the movie as a standalone it's fine but if like in the grand scheme you're right it definitely misses the mark a little because all again all it is is a backdoor pilot to get her sister in the timeline, but mm-hmm. you know, it, it just it just sucked to see such a good character who built so much. Just well, I'm gonna willingly throw myself off a cliff. Okay, and I mean, it was a fucking fight to see who was gonna throw themselves off the cliff because they both wanted to do it. Yeah. And like I don't know and who listen, I would I don't I know who been, I would have felt worse for. I honestly I think I would have felt worse if Clint died because Clint had a wife and kids. 
Yeah, but that whole thing, like, it kind of brings into question how good of like, because they make they they portray him as this like great father and like loving husband, but like there's very blatantly like a an I'm in love with you vibe to that, and it that is not a brotherly sisterly thing. Like that's a no. Uh, hey, you want to get the time stone and turn back time a few times just to have some fun? Like, right. Anyway, who else you yeah. got? Uh, so I got one more for deserved better and one more for that for deserved worse. Both are from the same TV show. Okay. So we'll go with my deserved better. Tracy, the mother from how I met your mother. Yes. She did not deserve to be murdered by Ted Mosby. She was such an integral part without even being a part of the show for its entire run. And then she's actually only in like two fucking episodes. Yeah. And then they're like, oh yeah, I'm telling you this story because your fucking mother's dead. Like, yeah, what? Your, your mother's dead. And I'm asking your permission to go bang your quote unquote aunt aunt. Yeah. Uh, so she definitely deserved a lot better than that. Like that should not have been the ending of that show. No, like, I don't, I don't, I really, I still, to this day, I don't understand what the whole point of that was. Like, why couldn't the ending be like, oh, I'm just telling the kids the story of how I met their mother. Like, you know, and then like at the end, like the mother walks in the room and be like, oh, what you guys been talking about? Like, why couldn't that have been the ending? Why'd you have to fucking kill her off? Like what, what purpose did that serve? I'm telling you. It's because he killed her. It was an admission of guilt. Mm -hmm. Which brings me to my next character. Ted did not deserve the happy ending that he got. Nope. Ted was a liar, a cheater, a serial misogynist, almost on par with Barney. I would say worse than Barney. Barney steered into what he was. Yeah, Barney at least admitted what he was. Um, not only did he get happy that he married the mother and had those kids, but now that she was dead, he's going to be happy even more because he's trying to get with Aunt Robin. Yeah. No. Yeah. You don't deserve that fucking happiness. You were a piece of shit the entire show. Like, the only reason you didn't look like a big a piece of shit as you were is because the other people that were on the show around you looked worse. Well, not just look worse, but like, I mean, and again, this dives into <laughs> that whole fan theory of mine. Um, Barney was on board because, you know, Barney just was what he was. And Ted was the same way, just tried to be morally better about it. Um, Lily and Marshall for part of it are caught so are so caught up in their own like their own lives and their own bullshit that they don't even really pay that close of attention to Ted. And at one point they even look at him and they're like, ten or, or eight or higher, bud. Eight or higher. Like what you're doing doesn't matter to me because it's not it, it like it doesn't rate in my life. It's gotta be an eight or higher for you to talk to me about it. So like they just like willfully ignore whatever the hell the two of them are doing. And like it takes like it takes Ted on the St. Patrick's Day episode like leaving voicemail after voicemail after voicemail 
like and hearing him like hit on married women and put a couple like hundreds of dollars on some other dude's tab and shit like that like for Ted to be like oh I am kind of a piece of garbage like last night yeah. holy crap and that like Marshall only met like only chimes in because he got dragged into it with the constant phone calls and voicemails yeah like and Robin say what you will loves the attention oh Robin is a complete attention whore oh for sure she doesn't care where it's coming from. She just wants the attention. She is the queen of friend zoning people because she friend zoned Ted the entire time, but was more than happy to take, you know, money and gifts and dinners and entertainment, uh, you know, given to her by him uh, uh-huh. more than happy to take anything that he would give her, but she wasn't giving up that ass. No. And like, when they did like i mean she constantly like kind of treated him shitty yeah because she knew she could at the end of the day yeah she knew she could walk all over him so she did yeah but uh like ted did not deserve like the happy ending that he ended up with like ted was honestly a piece of crap the entire show and like Looking back at it, like when I was watching it, like I didn't realize it. I was like, oh, Ted, like, oh, you sorry, sap, like nothing ever works out for you. Yeah. And then when I like when I rewatched it, like when I was a little bit older. I'm like watching. I'm like, wow, Ted is fucking terrible. He breaks up with a girl more than once. The same girl more than once. On her birthday without realizing it's her birthday like it's my birthday what What? yeah like so so bad um yeah i've got one more for sure i okay i have one these are both tv shows uh, one that deserved way worse and one that deserved way better. Um, the one that deserved way worse. Did you ever watch Vampire Diaries? No, it's actually kind of on my list of shit to watch. Okay. So because I've heard I've heard it's not like as like girly, cheesy teen drama as you would think. It's definitely got it's like rom like it's romantic like drama thing going on. Yeah. Um, but the main character, Elena, who you're supposed to like a like love and be like feel for and be like, oh my god, like is that know, um Nina Dobrev? I think so, yeah. Okay, yeah. I know who's terrible at that game, so I could be wrong, just so you know. But uh yeah, like you're supposed to like feel terrible for her and like and like want her to be happy and stuff, but like she yin yangs between the two brothers nonstop. And like part of that is the brothers like fucking with her part of it is like this mystical draw they both have to her but like she regularly puts everyone in harm's way because she just doesn't care and she just wants to do what she wants to do and like doesn't give a shit there's other people that on the surface you're like they're a bad person but like she's just a constant throughout the whole show she's just doing whatever whenever why ever with whomever and like just yeah whatever okay yeah whatever okay and by the end of the show or near the end of the show, you're just like so many people have died because of you. Yeah. And then like one of her friends 
basically sacrifices her life for like for her to live with the caveat that they both can't be quote unquote alive at the same time. So the show goes on at least a season, if not two without her, because she basically says, listen, I'm a vampire. I'm immortal. You're going to age and you're going to die. So I'm going to go into like this magic, like coma death sleep. So you can live your life. And when who this dead, this main Elena character, yeah. So, so Elena like goes into this like magic like death sleep, and she's like, "When you die, that spell will be broken, and I will be woken up, and then like because I'm immortal, I'll still have time to live. But like you'll have lived your whole life, and it's supposed to be like this ultimate sacrifice type thing. But like, you wouldn't be in that situation if you weren't such a bitch. Here's the thing." How about you just turn your fucking friend into a vampire too? Uh, I, there was reasons they couldn't do that. Oh, okay. Like storyline, like factual storyline reasons, not just gotcha. like, oh, and by the way, this is why you can't do that. Like, and it, like, it, it may have even been a thing of like, she didn't want to, like, I don't want to be a vampire, but the, like at the same time, they, they still couldn't be alive at the same time. So they would have had to like alternate like death sleeps mm. type thing. Um, I'm saying I'm telling you right now, man, like if you or your lovely wife ever become vampires and you don't at least fucking offer to turn me as well. I'll be fucking pissed if I find out. Yeah, that's fine. I'll do the same. If I ever turn into a vampire, I'll fucking offer it to you. Okay. I'm good. I'm good with that. Um. My other, the one that deserved way better is Raj Kutherpali from Big Bang. This poor guy, he went from not being able to talk in front, in front of women without being drunk and like not being able to talk in front of women without being drunk to not being able to like control how, because he didn't drink a ton. So he would like one you know, grasshopper martini and he was Rico Suave too. And he was Rico creepy <laughs> and like just, he was so Bonnie Bennett was the other side of the vampire diaries that deserved way better than she got. But, um, she was the one that was, was tied with that death sleep thing. Gotcha. But Raj, like there were times he found women that were good for him. And then it turned out like they were abusive or they were just using him for his money. And he like, and at one, one end he was dumb because he's like, I'm rich because my parents are ungodly loaded and I have money in my like tuition account or uh, my not tuition. What do parents give kids a trust? No parents give trust fund. Parents give kids this when they do chores. Allowance allowance. Jesus fuck. Why could I not think of that? So like his quote unquote allowance bank account that has hundreds of thousands of dollars in it. And like. They're just sitting there and they're like, oh, uh, this like, you know, she's using you for the money. And he's like, but I love her. Like, but she's using like, okay, well, what if, what if I don't buy you this today? There's a horde accent. I'm, we're going to get canceled because of this. I'm sorry. Basically like, what, oh, what if I, what if I didn't pay for dinner? And she's like, well, then why am I going out with you? The dude just got ragdolled. And like, there was a girl who was kooky and quirky and awkward. And like, I'm pretty sure she was in how I met your mother at one point. 
I don't remember what she played, but like this, and but this girl was like so socially awkward that like Raj at one point was like, I'm having a really good time with you. And she's like, I got to go to the bathroom. And she snuck out the bathroom window and ran away because it was moving too fast. Like this poor guy. And at the end of the show, like he, he's the only one that really like didn't get his like happily ever after like Leonard and Penny got to be together. Um, Sheldon and Amy Farrah Fowler were together. Wallowitz had the short little girl with huge knockers. I'll tell you what, he's the one who really fucking won that one because no she was a she was a fucking dime piece. Yeah, all five foot two of her. Oh my god, Melissa Raucho. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's the one who really fucking won that one. And then, but didn't it, didn't they do some sketchy shit like where like all of a sudden like um what's the other Kaylee Cuoco? What's her fucking care? Penny. Yeah, her and Leonard are together, and then like didn't they start giving her like a happily ever after where she's pregnant and then like she miscarries the kids? Like I don't think she miscarried, but like. But I something mean, happens and they lose the kids. Like, why the fuck was that even part of the show? I don't I don't remember that per se, but like it, it's just one of those things where the show probably went a season or two longer than it should have. Yeah. But like they were like, well, we want to keep exploring Sheldon's relationship, but like they literally just were finding random bullshit to do for Penny and Leonard because like their storyline was kind of over. <laughs> so like Yeah. I was like, okay, let's just hang out and like find stupid crap for them to do. Oh, I still look. dislike that show. Like that show is right up there with the office of shit that I would rather bleach my eyes with acid than watch. I, uh, you know, I like it. I, I'm sorry, I do, but I'm not faulting you for liking it. A lot of people do. It's just that's just one of those weird shows that's just on that weird list of mine that I would rather dump acid in my eyes than watch like i don't find it amusing i don't find it funny just it's just not my type of show yeah it, it's not like at really when we talk about the shows that you don't like it is definitely not your cup of tea but uh yeah man i mean it's just a long long running thing of characters who deserve way better and a lot of times i feel like it's just a matter of giving people like just like characters getting lost in the grand scheme of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So sad. Yeah. I but then so there, there, like, I'm literally thinking about all these characters. I'm like, man, like then there are characters that got exactly what they fucking deserved. Whether it be like they got it way too late and they should have got it a lot fucking earlier or not. But like Gemma fucking oh God. Yeah. Gemma, oh Joffrey. God, Gemma Joffrey. Um, like, let's be honest, Gemma should have fucking gotten her shit. Like, listen, in season fucking one. Yeah, but then you don't have seasons two through seven, right? Because <laughs> everything she, that went wrong on that was show was fault. because of her. And like, I, I think we've mentioned this on the show before that, like, there was a, a guy from a motorcycle club that, like didn't interview uh like during the show or something like that and he was like 
Yeah, yeah. Like if if the president's old lady was doing anything like that, like he would personally kill her himself. Like just because you're married to the president of the club doesn't mean yeah you don't get to do whatever the fuck you want like yeah you're not running the fucking club like you're not entitled to these meetings or making decisions like who the fuck are you yeah they uh they are awarded some freedoms and some liberties that other old ladies or even like in sons they called them crow eaters basically groupies uh like that they're not that they wouldn't be allowed like but the you know the matriarch would but nowhere near what Gemma gets away from no but no like Gemma's making deals on the club's behalf and doing shit behind the club's back that ends up backfiring and causing more problems and other people die because of it yeah it's just brutal um and I mean and that can probably be you can probably attribute that across the board to like a lot of shows you know like things wouldn't be so bad for other people if this one person wasn't just ridiculously terrible but mm-hmm. at the same time without that person you don't have a show so right joffrey yeah. and cersei like a lot of that show from the westeros aspect was driven by how shit they were as people yeah um you know without joffrey and cersei like you don't have ned getting beheaded at the end of season one like you have That's Robert like realizing two like no, it was at the end of season one. I know it just uh, seemed but like, like season or it was like episode two. You know, without Ned getting beheaded and without them, like you have uh, Robert realizing that like Joffrey isn't his fucking kid. Like, I mean, how, I don't, how much? Like, of a, I don't know how he. How, how do you not know? Every right. single kid this woman pops out looks just like her and her brother. Not a, like, and I get that there are times that parents have kids that look more like one than the other, but not all of them. Like right. they were three for three on that. Yeah, they all had blonde hair and fucking blue eyes. What did Robert have? He had brown hair and dark black hair. Like, yeah. like brown eyes and black hair. You're you're telling me that like, I mean. You're telling me that they didn't have one fucking kid that had brown you know, hair again because we could sit here and talk Game of Thrones forever and I haven't watched the new one so don't fucking spoil it for me. I haven't either because I actively refuse to watch it. I've actually heard it's pretty good. I'm going to I watch don't it. care. I don't care. I'm not watching it. Yeah, you have weird convictions about the strangest fucking things, but uh, Cobra Kai Johnny Lawrence deserves better and I hope they give him the ending he's he he actually deserves. Johnny Lawrence should have never lost that tournament to begin with because that crane kick was an illegal kick to the head. Uh, I told you that we actually had somebody through the to, through the precinct, like Uncle was the referee for that, and he actually like referees or refereed tournaments that like went by those rules. And for like, there's some reason it was actually technically it was a legal kick. So like really? that whole like illegal head kick thing was like it, it's just not true. I'll um, I'll find out the actual like truth behind that, but um, yeah, we're gonna have to do like a I don't know I I've lost track of everything at this point, so uh, I think that's where we're gonna wrap it up because I can't keep myself on track anymore because I'm kind of tired. <laughs> so it it's a it's a little bit uh, it takes a little bit getting used to working fucking a regular nine to five day it's shift bedtime, here, man. Huh? It's bedtime for me. 
late. I still got to edit this and post it. So, um, well, that's going to wrap it up here for us on common debauchery. Thanks for tuning in guys. Uh, we'll probably, I'm going to try to post discussion topics more for this, but, um, we'll see if I do, I guess. I don't know. But thanks for tuning in. Comment about your part of the BACBP radio network, www.bacbp-radio.com. Find us on social media, Facebook, comment about um, Check out our sponsor, Buffalo Freddy, www.buffalofreddy.com. 716-4-Freddy. Uh, party 10, Soul 9 Energy. You'll hear the ad at the end of the show. So uh, with all that being said, I'm the Nightmare. And I'm Rotten Jack. And this has been Common Debauchery. We suck at that when we're not live. The weather is changing and the sun is shining, which means summer party season is here. And Buffalo Freddy Party Rental has everything you need to get your party started. From tents, tables, and chairs to inflatable bounce houses, water slides, and obstacle courses, Buffalo Freddy has everything you need to take your summer shindig to the next level. Not sure what to serve at your event? Buffalo Freddy does barbecue catering as well. For more details or to make reservations, head over to buffalofreddy.com or give them a call at 716-437-3339. That's 716-4-FREDDY. Buffalo Freddy is a proud sponsor of this podcast.